Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. Before we start this episode, we're going to again take a little time to thank a little bit of the people who helped make this show possible. First up is 2.0 Gear. Uh, it's a new brand that we just started partnering with. Uh, they make awesome uh, high-end technical uh, hunting clothes, camo. Um, and so they're based in Michigan yep. and a uh, new company. We've tested them for months. They tested them uh, in the whitetail season last year. Great merino base layers. Yep, great awesome merino shells. base. Yep. Awesome a, new pattern. A great system for going out west, but we'll use it a ton in the, in the whitetail woods too. So really excited to work with them. 2ogear.com, go check them out. Next up is Worldwide Trophy Adventures. Uh, it's, it's an awesome, uh, basically, connection to outfitters all over the world. So as a lot of people know, good hunting ground is really hard to come by. And um, oftentimes, the best way to ensure that you're going to get in a good spot or maybe you need to legally have a guide is to, to go through an outfitter. Mm -hmm. um, and so, as you might know, if you've heard us before, we've had good experiences and bad experiences with outfitters. Uh, which means, you know, in order to ensure you're going to have a good experience, you have to do a ton of research, you have to talk to people, it's just a lot of messing around. Worldwide Trophy Adventures, or WTA, does a lot of this work for you at no charge. So by booking your trip through WTA, you can rest assured that you'll be in a good location with a reputable outfitter um, that they've certified and endorsed. If you're looking to book a trip of a lifetime like I am, mm -hmm. uh, just headed to a moose hunt here, through WTA, you're going to want to check them out. Uh, go give them a call. Actually, I have the number right here. It's 1-800-346-8747 or check out their website at WorldwideTrophyAdventures.com. All right, so we love Trophy Line. They offer more than just saddles. Believe it or not, they have their own climbing sticks. They've got platforms. They've got a ton of extra packs. Gear. They've got packs. They've got everything. Knee pads. Everything that you're going to need to be a saddle hunter, they have it. So if you want to start saddle hunting this year and get into the game like everyone else and really love hunting even more, go to Trophy Line, check it out, use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on that purchase. We're big bow hunters. Uh, sights, quivers, stabilizers, those kind of things are really important if you're going to have a deadly setup. Um, and so we've tried a lot of different companies in the industry and we've kind of figured out that we really like Redline gear the best. So um, we are shooting their torch sights this yeah, year. It's a, it's a really cool, one. really cool sight. Very, there's a lot of good micro adjustments you can make. You mm -hmm. can customize a lot of the stuff on there, really make it your own. The chargeable USB rechargeable yeah, light is really sweet. Cool. Um, and so we're huge fans of their stuff. We use them all the time. It's worth going to check them out. Uh, check out Redline. Use the promo code TFC10 for 10% off your purchase. And uh, let us know what you think. We love them. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Um, I've got an exciting guest here today that I'm excited to uh, kind of dive into some stuff with. But before we do, I've got an, uh, something that I want to remind you guys about. So if you're gearing up for hunting season, you're going to want to listen closely to what, what I've got to tell you. Um, we've got an offer that can score you up to $750 worth of gear. Uh, this amazing promotion is brought to you by our friends at Christensen Arms. We're, we're big fans of their, their firearms. And so if you don't know them, they basically created the first carbon barrel fiber, uh, carbon fiber barrel back in 1995. So they've been making world-class rifles since I was about, was that eight, five, something like that. Now, uh, through basically now through October 31st, when you buy any eligible Christensen Arms rifle, you can send their team a form that you'll receive with your receipt 
And once they verify your purchase, they'll give you basically an electronic gift card that you can use on their online store. $750 worth of gift card. Um, it's stocked with premium accessories for your Christensen rifle. It's also got stuff from brand, brands like Leopold, Mystery Ranch, Half Face Blades, Uncharted Supply Company, and a bunch more. So go to ChristiansenArms.com to learn more and take advantage of this good offer. All right, Aaron. Uh, thanks for, for jumping on and, uh, taking time to talk with me today. Uh, let me, let me just preface. This is, uh, Aaron is heads up to O two O camo, uh, two O gear. And two is a brand that if you guys have been paying attention, we've been, we just started working with. Um, and so whereas in your guys's office yesterday, shooting some videos and stuff and thought, man, it would be really great to have you on to talk, talk to people a little bit about 2.0, um, kind of the idea behind it and stuff like that. But before we jump in, Aaron, you just want to introduce yourself? Yeah, good morning, James. Thanks for having me on here. So uh, had a lot of fun here talking about 2.0 and, and this discovery day and, and certainly you being part of this journey with us. You know, this journey, believe it or not, when you start a new brand and you're trying to bring product to market, um, it starts with an idea, and certainly we had an idea, and more importantly, a passion and technical prowess that we brought together the team to what I would say uh, bring a brand new solution, if you will, to the performance hunter, the guy going out west, the guy that needs the demands of you know best materials, best fit, best fabric, and so you know I've been in the industry for quite a while. Um, creating soft goods, and uh, this is just an exciting new venture we're taking on, and and uh, so excited to be on the program today. Yeah, excited, excited to have you. Um, I mean, the first thing that you'll, you'll notice by looking at this, uh, you know, the 2.0 gear is like this uh, cool camo pattern. Um, and so tell me what it, like, how, how do you come up with a pattern like that? What, what goes into developing something like that? Why, why'd you go this route? Um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, camo patterns are, are certainly important. And as we go, you know, I, and certainly we have some solids in the collection as well, but many brands, if you will, will be interpreted by really the camo that, that, that you see at shelf level. So um, really the most important thing is it's got to function in the field. So we call the camo pattern tool verse. And why we call it verse is we believe it's a very versatile pattern that you can use. Um, I don't, you know, if you're above tree line, below tree line, uh, spot and stock mule deer to you can be in the alpines, you know, calling an elk. You can be on the prairies. In fact, I'm, we'll talk a little bit about later. I'm going out antelope hunting in South Dakota here in a, in a few weeks. It's just a very versatile camel. And then, you know, certainly as we think forward to on any elevated positions, I think tool will be a great camel pattern. And, and, and as most people know, camels affected to break up your silhouette. And so not only does the camo um, have to be the right shades, if you will, of darks and lights, which creates the breakup, is you get away from a camo pattern. We've done a lot of testing, you know, you know, 25 yards, 50 yards, 100 yards, 200 yards, and the essence of the pattern and the chaos that it really brings, if you will, to your silhouette is amazing. And the further you get away, the more darks show up and the more lights show up which really gives you more of a breakup. So um, I'm excited that number one, it's effective. And number two, I think it's really cool. I mean, at the end of the day, let's just be yeah. facts or facts. Some people create fashion camo. And I think we have a great camo that not only looks great, 
behind a grip and grin or just an outdoor vista, but it's also yeah. effective in the field. So tool versus uh, camo, um, I think is a great combination for, for any pursuit you might have. Yeah. And I, I like it too. I, I, uh, I like the close up. It looks one way, far away. It looks another way. A lot of the times the camo that I've grown up using, like once you get past like 50 yards, it just turns into a green blob, which, you know, whatever, that's fine. But it's not really, if you're trying to make an effective pat, a pattern that breaks you up at different distances that, that really won't do it the kind of that micro um, type of pattern. So I use, I tested your, your stuff back even late last season. Um, so I, I got to use it for trying to, you know, stock up on deer in like the snow, yep. which it worked really well. And, uh, even just out of a tree stand. Um, so, so far so good. I, their solids are sweet too. Uh, the, I think the deadfall color is, uh, is a good color and a lot of my stuff is. Yeah. Like it was interesting when you talk about, you know, we certainly have plans, uh, you know, to certainly have a white tail collection at some point. Um, so we did take a lot of imagery to your experience, James, and to some of the pictures we took in elevated late season. And it has a great uh, effectiveness in the tree as well. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just important to have camo that's effective. And we really pushed the limit. I, I believe that if we did a mugshot lineup, and you had camels out there. Um, I think it stands out, and and we really push the limit of to create this chaotic look to it. Um, so it's not kind of mundane and in the general uh, zip code and everything else. And yet it's not so far over the edge where I could I won't name some camel brands. I'm like, man, that 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 looks dumb. It doesn't even look cool, and it looks dumb. And so I think <laughs> we really try to straddle that line to be different and innovative, and give something you know gives uh, intrigue, if you will, to that initial shelf look that people make a decision on many times. Yeah, and I like the and I I can see it right behind me. I've got my pile of moose gear uh, behind me here as I get ready to go. But the the almost the stripe pattern reminds me of a little bit of like what I liked about the ASAT. Uh, camo if anybody remembers <laughs> that back in the day like I wore a lot of it because as ridiculous as it looked for whatever reason I was like invisible when I wore it uh, for pretty much anything I hunted so one of the things that drew me to this right away was that like it's got like a striped almost like some stripes in there or something yeah yeah there we go yeah I don't know how I'll show up in camera for you guys but the colorations are just are pretty amazing so pretty excited really excited about it and again that's the first look of what you know you talk about some of these other brands that have been out that have been on the front edge of innovation and, and unique look well at the end of the day that camel pattern does um really imprint what people think initially about the brand then it's everything else that comes yeah. after that yeah absolutely yeah so looks good all right uh how does it fit so tell me um tell me a little bit about what goes into you know figuring out how to size clothes, get them the right cut. Like that seems like that, that's got to take a lot. Oh, I tell you what, it's a load of fun. And I say that sarcastically, um, <laughs> you know, so here's a couple things uh, for the audience to know about is that, you know, at the end of the day, a pants, a pant, and a jacket's a jacket just on the very surface level. But below the tip of the iceberg, there's a lot of things that happen with actually making that garment come to life and move with body. And I will tell you one of the first things that's super important is the fabrication. So uh, we have a great fabrications team. So when we look at textile development, we look at two-way stretch, we look at four-way stretch, we look at the type of yarns being used. You're trying to achieve durability you're trying to achieve stretch in the garment. And then finally the fit, 
is how you shape the garment, the patterns in which you cut to that are sewed together to make the simple pat, the simple jacket, the simple pant. So um, I, I will tell you, we've spent countless hours um, making sure we dialed in the fit. And I will tell you, the fit is probably the most important on the pants. Jackets aren't quite as technical, if you will, when it comes to making sure they fit on body. Um, but when you get when you get a pant, it has to move with body. So every time you lift your leg or make a movement, crouch down, you're inherently with unfitted garments creating friction. You know, whether it's the rise, that's basically the crotch for most people uh, understanding what a rise is. The more that you lift your leg and the better it fits, uh, the less drag you have or friction, which creates fatigue. So when you think about high active situations, it's gotta be a combination of the stretchability of the fabric and then how it's formed or shaped your body. Those things that come together, which I believe is kind of like chocolate and peanut butter is Reese's. You make those things right. Yeah. Um, it just really moves with body. And that's what we strove James to work so doggone hard on. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, we've had really good reviews. I know you've been uh, in the field with some some random people that are friends of, of us that we sent out that I, I trust them for an honest opinion and said, Aaron, you guys have absolutely nailed this. And and that's that's a really good feeling when you're on this side of the uh, of the brand. Yeah, the feel is, is is huge. Like the camo is great and it looks good, but it's uh, the camo isn't going to be giving you uh, like hip burns on your hips from uh, maybe a, a belt rubbing or something like that, or seams rubbing on your hips when you're you got a pack on, things like that. Um, so one one question that came up, you mentioned two way and four way stretch, and maybe this is like technical, but <laughs> uh, why would you? What's the difference? Why would you use two versus four or four versus two when it comes to that? Because I see both of those words thrown around a lot, and you know don't know much about why you'd go with one over the other. Yeah, well, you know, four way stretch is is probably where you get the most performance, if you will. But there's situations, James, where we use a lot of two-way, um, some directional stretch in garments. So when you think about around your waist, around your hips, the horizontal stretch is probably the most important. And when you get into the legs arena, you want more of a, a, a directional stretch, if you will. So we, we run a lot of times, so it's crossways. So you get the benefit of you're more athletic and you have a bigger thighs, you get some of that horizontal movement. The same point when you're lifting your leg, if you cut that diagonally, you get the best of both worlds. It creates some four ways. So um, believe it or not, there's, there's a lot of science into one, what I just said uh, may seem pretty simple, but that combination. And then it, it, it stretches one thing, but then stretch the yin to the yang is making sure you have the right durability um, in the fabric. Right. So you can put all the stretch in the world, like a yoga pant, right? That's multi-stretch, you know, four-way stretch, but then you have a durability. So when you're using nylons or polys and combination of the right um, you know, amount of stretch in the garments. It's, it's, it is quite a, quite a recipe when it all comes together, James. And the finished garments that you guys have been wearing is a culmination of just a lot of years of experience on knowing what you're developing, who you're developing it for, what's the circumstances and, and the challenges you're going to have in that, in that hunting situation. And then how do you bring that all together and make it work for the consumer? Yeah, no, I love that. And I, and I, I know you've got like a lot of experience in, I mean, lots of experience in kind of the soft goods apparel. Um, and so that's, that's interesting to know. Uh, but that kind of begs the question. So you, you're looking up at your lineup of clothes, like, how do you go about even just picking what types of clothes you're going to have? Like, you know, you, you, there's just, there are lots of camo companies out there that just have you go on their website and there's 
tons of stuff. And it's like, I don't, how do, how do you even go about picking like what's the essential pieces and, and what to leave out? Yeah, James, I think one of the things that we committed to off the onset of this brand, and, and this is not to suggest that we won't have expansion of the assortment, which we will, uh, but we thought that one of the bliss, one of the pieces of a pure joy in this assortment is it's rather straightforward and simple to shop. And, and I would yeah. not call the system the system implies everything needs to come together to make it work. Um, I would use the word toolkit as relates to um, the, the tool gear assortment. So we have a combination of next to skin silhouettes, which are merino based. So when you think about, you know, uh, tops and bottoms, we have merino solutions there. And then when you get into the layering piece of it, we have a combination of nylons and merino blends that we use in mid layering pieces. And then um, we have a soft shell. So when I'm kind of going from next to skin and I'm kind of building out, we have a soft shell that is wind resistant, uh, good thermal value. And then we have the ballistic um, uh, rain jacket and uh, rain pant that I'm telling you, if you ever have to hunt, in a rain, which I don't do very often, but when you're out west, how many times have I been elk hunting where you're putting your rain gear on, but then you're not hunting because it's too loud to do anything with. One of, I think, right. the, a, a really nice outcome of our ballistic jacket and pant for the rain is you can actually hunt in it. You can actually put on that three-layer rain jack, which has great built durability, uh, breathability, good durability. You can actually hunt in a garment. So um, there's, you know, next to skin, building out to an outer shell. I think it's pretty simple. And those things coupled together, those pieces, really take you from the very earliest hunt coming. I make it up August 15th when people have already been antelope hunting into the elk rut, if you will, and where you have really cool mornings, you have warm days to the first rifle season out west to late rifle season, you can really scale it all the way up, James, to have an effective solution, no matter what the conditions. Yeah, I, I like that. The The rain gear, the ballistic stuff is is crazy cool. It's super quiet. And I, we were talking about this in the shop yesterday, but I feel like I'll probably be living in that. Uh, I've got a, this float moose hunt um, in BC. So it's the forecast is showing rain, which is not uncommon there, but I'll also be in the water a lot with, with waders and everything else on. So the fact that I can have something that's durable and quiet, because a lot of times, like in the past, I'll get like a, you ever ha have one of those real heavy, almost like rubbery jackets that are loud and squeaky that are durable and, and great, but just don't really work for hunting or like the super ultra weight, ultra lightweight stuff that is great in certain, certain circumstances, but uh, it'll just rip up if you're in alders or, you know, um, you know, moving through briars or whatever else you're going through. So excited about that. The other one I'm, I'm intrigued by is this vision hybrid jacket, this Merino blend. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, a couple things. Uh, I, I want to say something about the rain deal is that we're, yeah. so my situation I talked about in the ballistic rain, like elk cutting, typically when you're out elk cutting, you get in rain and, and it's there for maybe an hour, a couple hours and you're done example where you're going um, or think about Alaska situation what be it where you're in rain all week long that's when you know a piece like the ballistic rain will really pay off because to my point earlier you can hunt in it and hunting in it and staying dry as you know from a thermal value keeping dry is everything so excited that you're excited about that and the vision hybrid jacket mm -hmm. um, 
I think it's just a, it's a great piece from a layering perspective or outerwear. So we have merino in the arms, we have some nylon in the chest. So you really get a good combination of wind blockage. You get the thermal regulating properties, properties if you will, a merino wool. Uh, it's very form fitting um, and it's just a very comfortable piece to hunt in. So again, you can be with a, you know, our, our uh, pant, uh, the two of pant, you can, um, add the merino top and you put in that vision hybrid and the one that's a little cooler or if it's a little even colder than that with a puffy a really i'd say mid-layer puffy piece you can put on then you can put on ultimate protection you put the rain jacket over so you can use these things in combination to really i don't care if it's warm if it's cool if it's windy if it's cold these combinations are what makes it all come together yeah yeah it's really exciting and like i said that that one i i see I mean, obviously for something like you get up, um, glassing in the morning or whatever, um, you're a little, got the chill, you throw that, that hybrid jacket on, that's great. Or you, you're sitting there for a while, but you want to be able to move, but keep something on and it kind of, it dumps heat with, uh, especially around like the pits. Cause you go hunting for days on end. That is where the stinkage is going to build up to have a Merino and the, the kind of odor resistant properties of Merino there is, is huge. Um, one question that I get quite a bit about this since we've kind of started with you guys is 2-0. What does that mean? You know, like what, what is the, what was the idea, the, the, the concept behind the name 2-0? Yeah, well, one of the, the root means of 2-0 is yours. And we wanted this brand not to be about Aaron, not to be about this brand. We want to be about the consumer. And we, and it, it maybe sounds a little cheesy, James, I ain't going to lie, but you know, we are a small enough organization where we do take um, input, if you will, from people that use it all the time. So as we were going through field testing with this product, we know a lot, but you always have blind spots. Um, and and so we this this notion of your brand, uh, we believe that 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 connotation also goes into. Um, you know, there's a customer that doesn't want to be defined by the brand. In other words, you know, I don't want to be badged up and I, and I want it to complement me as an individual. So this brand is about the individual. It's about complimenting them on their adventure. It's about, you know, uh, having experience, uh, experiences in the outdoors that Hollywood can never dream up and write because they're special. We want to make sure at the end of the day that you were out there and enjoying what you want to do and not have to worry about keeping dry, keeping warm, um, having garments that don't create fatigue, uh, having, you know, a lifetime guarantee on the performance of it. And so this notion of yours, it's about, you know, your path, your journey, your story to write. We just want to be along for the ride. And that's how I would say yeah. some of the connotation behind this tool and behind the brand um, we would want to, you know, emulate, if you will, to people listening today. I love that. No, I, I love that. Um... Well, you got me interested now, though. You, you mentioned uh, an antelope hunt. You're going to be taking it on. What? what, yeah. are, you, what are you? Where are you headed? Yeah. Well, I, I believe in not. I I grew up on a farm and ranch in South Dakota. So when I think about the things that that I did, from my dad going, you know, still going to Colorado hunting elk, or for on the Western Plains of South Dakota chasing antelope, chasing mule deer, sometimes river bottoms, you know, hanging in the whitetail stand. Um, so I'm excited to go out west. It's probably my my greatest 
passion, if you will, is chasing antelope. Unfortunately, I'm a lot older than I used to be, so I like to go out uh, in mid-September. Believe it or not, the antelope rut at the same time the elk do, so I don't have an elk tag this year, which I would rather, I don't know if I'd rather be, I've just done elk hunting less than pronghorn antelope hunting, so I'm going out right. on uh, decoying adventure, so the whole tactics and strategy this time of year, or th not this time of year, but come mid-September, is uh, you're trying to simulate a small challenging buck and you're trying to get within nice. that safety zone of that herd buck with that group of uh, antelope doe and you get within his safety zone and he's like hey buddy uh yeah you shouldn't come any closer because these are my girls and so the whole concept <laughs> is decoy is you get within you know the comfort zone of them and they're like hey now you've kind of crossed the line and i'm pissed off and i'm ready to come after you and literally literally those antelope go from zero to 60 and you're behind a decoy on your belly most of the time with an arrow on your bow and you're going from an uh you know a prone position to a kneeling position all in one motion and you have about 1001 1002 when that antelope comes up and he usually turns a little broadside to make a shot so uh, it's it's a lot of public land, it's a lot of walk, and it's a lot of spot, and and really picking the right situation to go after a mature uh, herd buck and uh, and push him in the chest a little bit to get him to re to react. So I'm excited <laughs> to go, and I think tool the camel pattern again on the open plains with taking pictures there, it's going to perform great. Um, and I'm I'm excited if you will to use a combination of the pants and probably the merino tops and and uh, just get after it and do some, I would say, stuff that's really connected to my past and beyond, you know, when, whenever you get back, James, in your home dirt, it just always feels like home. I don't care. And I don't care where that dirt yeah. is that you grew up on. It could be in any state. You get back and you just feel like, yeah. man, I don't see anyone. The gravel roads, you know, I, I turn the, you know, the gravel roads that, that look <laughs> like gold, like Dirk Bensley says, it may look like gravel, but it, it's like gold to me. You know, that that's kind of the essence of kind of where I grew up. So I'm excited to get out and chase those critters around. I love that. You, you, what, what kind of decoys are you using? The kind that attached to your bow, or like, a, like a Montana type decoy that folds out, or what? What do you use? Well, I'm still kind of old school, so this dates everyone. No one, someone will probably go on eBay and see a thing, buy it. But I still use a Mel Dutton decoy. Mel, Mel uh. Dutton was from Phillips, South Dakota. He was a school teacher and coach, and uh, I used to do sports in high school and college. But he was a important figure to me. My dad knew him, and. And uh, he created a silhouette antelope decoy that folds up. Uh, it's a three, it's a it's a three ply, which butt folds in, head folds in. It's got a stake in it, and I still think it is one of the most effective decoys out there. Certainly, Ono, Montana. I've had the stuff on the bow, but where we hunt, you know, it's the plains and it's windy, and you know, you get this with a decoy on your bow, and yeah. the situations are just not quite right for that. So, yeah, that's what I use, and it's tried and true, and it's got quite a few paint chips on it from sliding it around to the prairie, James, and you know, dodging cactus and and uh, yeah. crawling under fence lines, and you're always trying to keep a low profile to get in on those antelopes. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've done all my life, and kill a lot of bucks, and just love doing it. That's hilarious. I, you know, I, when you said you're going old school, I thought you were going to tell me cardboard cut out with some paint, you know, some, some folks will do that. You can make a decent decoy out of a, a Amazon box and, and, uh, some, some art skills, some basic art skills. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you've got, you know, you're, you've got a lineup of two O stuff coming out. Like I said, I, I, um, I, I'm taking it out of this moose hunt and we're going to be running it all over the place this year. Joe's taking it out elk hunting and deer hunting and all this stuff. Um, 
which is cool. And I think we've got a video coming out with you guys on the, what our setups are for these hunts. So keep an eye out for that. Everybody listening. Um, but what do you, so you're, I'm guessing you've rolled it out now. Are you ready on second iterations of things, thinking about what to roll out next? Is that how this process goes? Yeah, usually we use a two-year development cycle. So we'll, we'll be in ideation. We have a few pieces already on the, uh, being prototyped and finished for next year. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a future conversation. And then as we build out, we're going to strategically build out key pieces that we think might have open um, areas in our assortment day, but I think we're going to continue, James, to be tight and right, make sure it's a simple shopping experience for the consumer, and that um, we we don't get into this, where do I start, what do I choose, I'm checking out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, uh, you know, start an ideation for fall of 25 already. We have some new stuff finishing, like I said, for fall 24, and uh, so it's an exciting journey. We're just Hoping people want to come join the journey, James. I mean, you know, you start with zero customers um, and and you have a great product, but you got to get in front of people. So we're excited. I, you know, I came back in the studio yesterday and I heard, you know, it's always fun when you talk about your kids. But then when you have someone else talk about <laughs> your kids, your heart kind of gets big. And and then when you also then have conversations with likes of folks like you and others have actually been out there using it. Um, it's just a really good feeling. So I hope a lot of people want to want to have some intrigue and be like, I want something different. I don't want to be mainstream. I kind of want to be on my own beaten path, my own trail. I want to forge my own my own new direction. And I think we're a great brand to come and come and join the journey with us and give us a try. And and uh, we we just be very humble for every transaction, every customer who wants to take this ride with us. No, that's awesome. Well, we're, we're coming up on time here. So for people that want to do that, uh, that want to check you out, where, where can they find you maybe on social media or what's your website? Where, where can they find you guys? Yeah. So, uh, so our Instagram, we have a tool gear on Instagram. We, uh, and then the website is tool gear, T U O gear.com. So tool gear.com and check it out. And, you know, one of the nice things, James, about our relationship, we're going to continue to develop content, tell stories about our gear and have more collateral and more engagement opportunities so people can learn about us. So, yeah, check us out, follow our social media, go to our website, go poke around. Now's the time. Uh, all the formal yeah. fun stuff's coming. Football starting this weekend. You got all the hunt. Life is good. You got goose season open up, early waterfall. You got antelope season open up already. You got September 1st, elks opening up for a lot of people. So all the fun yeah. stuff happens best time soon. of year and uh we'll uh ho- we'll be rolling out hopefully this film comes out in november but this moose hunt that we'll be doing we'll be trying to showcase a lot of the 2 gear we use so keep an eye out for that keep an eye out for these uh, videos these guys are working on and some of the content everybody thank you for listening in and we'll uh we'll talk to you again soon aaron thanks a lot thank you james appreciate your time thanks. today hey everybody thanks for listening to this episode we really do appreciate it if you want to go on to any kind of social media platform give us a like share subscribe you know it really help us out keeps the train rolling and if you guys really like what you're listening here give us a five either star way if, even if you don't like it even if you don't like review. it five stars That'd helps cool. everyone out we'll see you out there